Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our second post-game pod of the 2019 season. And the only post-game pod this year... That, uh, presumably, will take place with Zach Berman and I in separate locations. Diehard listeners will remember that last year's preseason gave us the introduction of the Bernie Mac dead longtime running joke from the uh, uh, Patriots preseason game. But tonight, I am in my basement. Zach is on the scene in Jacksonville where uh, a young man named Alex Magoo lit the world on fire with uh, an impressive plays. The Eagles winning for the first time since uh, their playoff trip to Chicago, 24-10. to The big news, Cody Kessler. One week after Nate Sunfeld goes down with a broken wrist, Cody Kessler leaves the game after seven snaps, four passes with a concussion. He's in the concussion protocol. Clayton Thorson, one week after debuting with a 0.0 quarterback rating, Plays pretty well, 16 of 26 for 175 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But the most pressing question has to go to Mr. Berman. And, Zach, the question is, how nice were your accommodations on first class flying down to Jacksonville with all that big coffee money? (laughs) Uh, Okay, so that's a reference to the story that I wrote on on Nick Foles and – the uh, suggestion that I was, I was being a shill for Nick Foles Coffee Company. Um, How many beans <laughs> did you get paid, Zach? <laughs> I, I can tell you that, that if it was like chocolate chip cookies or, or something like that, <laughs> then you could, you could maybe make that, that assertion. <laughs> I'm not a coffee guy. I, I've actually tried to, to get into like espresso and, and coffee-type drinks in the past – you know, two years since I had kids, but, um, but I'm, I'm oh, really? You're, admittedly, you, don't, you don't drink any coffee. No, I, I don't, I don't drink coffee regularly and oh, I'm okay. trying to acquire the taste. So when I saw that, <laughs> you know, first off, I was hoping it would generate subscriptions, number one, but, <laughs> but, but number two, like, you know, I appreciated them reading. If it, if they said I was like a lousy writer or a bad reporter, <laughs> I, it'd be a little different, but um, I thought it was wildly unfair. Although you know, I'm I'm sitting here in Jacksonville. I have the field in front of me. We have this this really compelling storyline with with quarterback injuries, and you lead the podcast <laughs> with Alex Magoo, number one, <laughs> and number two with uh, with a coffee joke. So uh, <laughs> I, I think our our tangent fans will enjoy that. Well, welcome welcome to the post game pods, my friend. Uh, so uh, why don't you why don't you set the scene for us? Uh, you know, uh, I was able to watch the game and watch the uh, Doug Peterson press conference, but uh, you are you are our eyes and ears 
So uh, tell us uh, what you saw from uh, from your vantage point at the press in the press box. Well, you did not miss much. <laughs> I'll begin there. Preseason football is 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 what you know is is what you see. Uh, but it's it's interesting in that Doug Peterson said he's never been a part of a situation where they have two quarterbacks like this go down in the preseason. I don't want to fact check Doug Peterson, but I believe in 2012 both Mike Vick and Mike Kafka went down, Ooh. which is what opened up uh, the situation for Nick Foles. Interestingly enough, well, this is when that? it comes in so handy for you to have that uh, encyclopedic knowledge. <laughs> well, no, I, as he was saying that, I'm like, this isn't so unprecedented. <laughs> I, 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 I could be wrong, but I, I, I remember Foles kind of having, you know, a lot of responsibility that summer. Foles and Trent Edwards because the top two guys were injured. Anyways, oh yeah, and Trent Edwards uh, beat out Mike Kafka. Yeah, so I made uh, the I, I I tweeted during this game that Clayton Thorson's already better than Mike Kafka. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I I didn't cover the entirety of Mike Kafka's career, oh, so okay. I actually only covered one summer, so I'll defer to you there. But I'll, I'll give credit to Clayton Thorson. We were hard on him last week. Uh, fans, media, whoever, whomever, you know, was was very hard on him, and and I thought he came back and played nicely tonight. He 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 was confident. He made some tough throws. Uh, he he did exactly kind of I, – I thought the question you asked Press Taylor last Friday, would you rather have a quarterback who like makes good decisions and makes bad – but makes bad throws? And or this makes is on me throws? because I should have asked him, would Pecker you rather, but I forgot. <laughs> but you know, I, I thought that was a good question, and, and you saw tonight that he knew where to go with the ball, and he was, he was putting the ball in, in, in better spots. And what's interesting is that it came after a week where he, he really didn't get many practice reps. Um, that, and, that was and, really and so, interesting. Yeah, and, and so we can get to that in a moment, but we sh- we should kind of lay out the news, which is Cody Kessler has a concussion in the concussion protocol. Doug Peterson is kind of like deferring to seeing how Cody Kessler feels tomorrow. Although a concussion protocol, it's it's a lot different than like if you hurt your hamstring. You know, there's there's a series of of stages that you need to pass in order to play. And it doesn't happen in two days, you know. Um, that was interesting. Matter of fact, <laughs> it didn't look like a concussion hit to me. Uh, maybe it was when he was landing on the ground. I guess that's I guess or, when it could maybe happen, so. or, or the whiplash um, of the hit. But yeah, uh, you know. Now I'll give credit to the concussion spotter on that one. Yeah, because, me too. Because they were about to continue playing, and and they blew it dead, and they came out, and uh, it was a it was a hard hit. And no, no, that's right. interestingly enough, and uh, Doug Peterson was asked, you know whose responsibility was that because the the rusher came free and it was from Andre Dillard's side. But Peterson said it's something that the quarterback should have identified. And, he kind and of I, don't know if, I don't know if you had seen this on Twitter during the game, Zach, but uh, both, uh, I believe it was Jeff Schwartz uh, who was saying that, that that is on the quarterback. They the, the, the call was for the offensive line to slide to that direction. Dillard did the right thing, even though he let that guy on the edge go right to Kessler, and it is on Kessler to get rid of the ball. Yes, that's exactly what uh, Peterson said. Uh, not as succinctly as you put it, but uh, Peterson did say that. And, and talked to Andre Dillard after the game, too. Dillard said he's, he's not going to throw a, a teammate under the bus. And, you know, that's a whole combination of things. Uh, but, but certainly that one seems like it's on Kessler. And it cost Cody Kessler because – he was in the driver's seat to be the backup quarterback, and I gotta now, tell you, I gotta tell you, Zach, I don't know if they need to keep Cody Kessler. Well, I don't 
know if, if if you can. I mean, I don't know when he's gonna be back from this, but certainly you haven't seen enough yet. You know, I I figured that Cody Kessler would give them some competent performances here and give them that veteran presence. But a concussion is a variable that's that's really hard. It's hard to predict when he'll return from this. Uh, if he's back for the fourth preseason game, let's say, even if he's back next week, right. but that's sometimes difficult. But if he's back for the fourth preseason game and he looks good, then uh, then perhaps you go with the veteran experience. But the reality is Clayton Thorson, uh, as, as much as, as both of us had him off the roster last week, like if, if, if he looks decent this preseason, I don't think you're going to get him onto the practice squad because, you know, a, a quarterback who has a discernible amount of talent you know, fifth round pick. I think they might still be able to get him onto the practice squad if that's what they want, even if he looks fine next week. So you think they're going to add somebody? Uh, no, I think I think they might be able to get. I think they might be able to get away with for two weeks of the regular season having Clayton Thorson be up as the number two. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. Yeah, right? that's my point. I, I don't so, think it's. I don't, but I don't think it's necessarily because for fear of losing him to the practice squad. I just think why do they need to carry Cody Kessler like? I mean, Thorson's Thorson would it would be a disaster if he had to be in a regular season game, but it would be a disaster if Cody Kessler was in too. And well, Cody Kessler's done it before. That's that's the fundamental difference. Yeah, he's done there. it before. And, he's two and, and that's kind of what you're career. hanging your hat on with Kessler is. And they kept talking about that the the experience they had. Well, I think you're right about the concussions because the reason to keep Cody Kessler is okay. There is this like there is this veteran. Uh, steady presence, and if he yeah. is coming off of a concussion, you know that's no longer that's not really that's not a, a steady presence necessarily. No, you're absolutely right. If if he hasn't played with your team, you know, and I mean, my guess based on now, I mean, I think I think uh, I think the stakes are that next week, presumably, you know, we, who knows what will happen with the concussion protocol protocol. Yeah. As you said, the likelihood is is probably that Kessler will not be able to play next week. Like the like the stakes, I think, are next week. Cody uh, Clayton Thorson is playing for the backup job for the the short term backup job. I agree, and it's it's interesting because a week ago we were like writing him off. Like, yeah. like we were sitting here when I was all you know, you know tired at two a.m. and uh, in, <laughs> I know in it's eleven thirty right now, and you are chipper. No, I feel great. I feel great. I feel energized. I feel excited. You haven't even uh, started writing yet, so we yeah. haven't even started writing yet. I just got up from the locker room, but like we were talking about the zero point zero passer rating, how how bad he played. We haven't seen a, a performance like that before, and here he is now. Well, I mean, I was cautioning a little bit of patience. Let's be fair. What's that? I was cautioning a little bit of patience. Sure, and your article suggest you know your article showed why. There, you know, there should be a I don't little bit, say confidence, yeah. but you know, you should at least give him some rope. And and he took advantage of that. And and talking to him after the game, uh, he was saying he didn't lose his confidence last last week, but certainly, you know, felt good tonight. Um, felt good to have some success tonight. Uh, I asked him about the fact that he he barely practiced in team drills and. Believe it or not, I don't know if you've ever heard this answer before, Bo, but it, there's this thing called mental reps. Okay? And a mental rep is sometimes as valuable as a physical rep. Uh, I don't know if that's the case, but that seems to be what you say when you don't practice. And he certainly had a lot of mental reps this week. But well, that was true because uh, as we talked about throughout the week, uh, you know, th- this week was either 
very ones heavy, you know, very Carson Wentz heavy. He's not going to play in the game, so let's get the starters as much as many reps as they can. Or uh, like on on Tuesday, it was all right. Now let's get put in some plays for the game. Cody Kessler is going to play. Let's let's let Cody Kessler take these reps. So Clayton Thorson had, I would say, like if you if you counted up the reps from this week, he probably had like fifteen percent of the reps. Yes. Yeah. If that. You're right. So it's it's a really interesting situation, and, and I think they need to bring another arm in here, even if Doug's not saying that. I don't think they need an arm to compete for the number two job, but they at least need a camp arm because Greg Ward would have been the quarterback tonight if something happened to Clayton Thorson. And we've been at every practice. Greg Ward hasn't gotten any snaps. <laughs> uh, so, you know, if if they're going to stick to this plan of not playing Carson Wentz. Well, don't you think and, that Thorson could just take second Tuesday and three snaps? Sure, but what happens in a game, you know? Like if Yeah, it, yeah, you're right. They need to you know, if, yeah, that, that's, if Clayton that's Thorson goes down, you need to be able to evaluate that's your true. receiver. That's true. And so it's gotta be I, and it's gotta be someone who has some knowledge of the offense probably. So that, you know, maybe they bring is Luis Perez on a roster? I don't believe so. They can okay. bring in Perez, they can bring in Hackenberg. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, don't Hackenberg do that. You can't them. evaluate guys with Hackenberg at quarterback. <laughs> You were saying the same thing you, about Thorson. You can week. evaluate. You can evaluate the opposing D backs, maybe, but sure, sure. Um, that's but what no, the, so that's what the dual practices are for. Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, so it's it's an what a shame situation. it is that Joe Douglas isn't around for the Ravens uh, joint practices. This would have been Joe Douglas week. Oh uh, yes. Well, it could be Andy Wydoni and Cunningham week as okay, well. Okay, fair enough. But it's it was uh, it's clearly the story of the night. Uh, Doug Peterson's press conference was dominated by those questions. Part of that was I, I was trying to hustle to the locker room, so I, I, I didn't really want to burn more questions on him telling me Miles Sanders ran well and so on and so forth. Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard were the only starters on offense who played. Uh, it, you know, we'll lump them together. Sanders started the game. Howard came in after that. On defense, almost all their healthy starters played. Um, now I don't include Derek Barnett on that list. He's been practicing, but I don't know if he's gotten clearance to playing games yet, but, uh, but those guys were out there for a bit. Yeah. We'll get to the defense in a bit. And, and, uh, it was interesting that Malcolm Jenkins and Brandon Graham both, uh, apparently went to Doug Peterson and, to- and told him they wanted to play. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny because they were like very clearly the two best players on the field when they were on the field. Um, but, well, uh, Deshaun Hall's up there as well. Well, <laughs> I know that's right. Um, but let's 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 flush out the quarterbacks a little bit more. Sure. Uh, actually, before that, when you said you talked to Dillard, what did he say about the uh, the week of practice that he had? Yeah, he was uh, he was not so effusive, or <laughs> you know, um, he he basically said, you know, he he thinks it's good to move on from that. Okay. But like, he hasn't even addressed it yet. <laughs> okay. And he kept saying that he said. <laughs> What was right. said with Howie and that Doug? That sounds like he's, he's pass protecting. That's good. He's 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 yeah, rerouting he's, you on your way to the on your way to the answer. He says it's it's what was said in that powwow with Howie and Doug will stay between them. He also said that's never happened to him before. He might not have read Shil Kapil, uh, uh, Sorry, right. he might not have read Shil Kapadia's story about it. And uh, shout out happen. shout out to Ross Tucker who gave uh, Zach Berman a shout out on the on the broadcast tonight for his Jay Liggins story. I appreciate that, Ross. Our colleague at the Athletic. There you Ross, go. Yeah, Ross Tucker. Um, so I guess, I guess that's about it. A quarterback and and. Well, I'm I'm curious what you, what you thought of the way Thorson played. Well, oh yeah, this is the other thing I wanted to say. I mean, Thorson played so much better than last week. I didn't think he played like great. 
Um, like even the touchdown pass to Greg Ward, it was, it, he threw it to the right place. Uh, and it was a good read, uh, but it wasn't a great throw. He threw it behind him. Uh, he, he had some nice, he, he did some good stuff on fourth down, which was fun. Uh, I mean, I still don't think he's very good, but I, I think, I think I would probably be fine with him being the backup quarterback for two weeks. I mean, they have to get a, a probably a better sense of what the Nate Sudfeld timetable is. But if you tell me that Sudfeld's going to be back in week three, like it's it's not it doesn't seem worth it to me to, to carry Cody Kessler for two weeks when when like Carson Wentz going down is 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 going to kill you anyway. Yeah, I agree with you there, and I also look at it like Cody Kessler simply hasn't done enough. He he certainly didn't do anything in that first game. That's true. And then he he played a drive tonight right. and and got you know got sacked. Yeah. Um, so blue yeah, protection he, he, apparently. Yeah, so you, you now I, I know you can. Look and at, I would also say that like if if uh, they went into a week with Thorson as the backup, like presumably they would have some things uh, better prepared for him, like sure. uh, packages that they know he does that he throws well or, or whatever. And, and I mean, I think it would probably be mostly handoffs, but uh, I would I would be okay with that for for a couple weeks if you know that it's a short term thing going in. Yes. I mean, I'd rather and, have I'd rather have Alex Magoo. <laughs> yeah, you you love your Alex Magoo. <laughs> that uh, throw but, Magoo made rolling left. What a throw that was! Now I, I yeah. Now my last <laughs> thing with you know with getting by on, on those quarterbacks. Who the, did the you think? Is, who did you think looks better, Thorson or Minshew? Minshew. Uh, honestly, I was watching more of Thorson, That's so fair. like I I was. You know, I was watching the defense. Obviously, I, yeah. I was at the game, but I was, I was focused in on <laughs> on certain players. That's fair. Because when the game started, I, I really didn't know like what what my angle was going to be, and then uh, it became pretty clear. Here it's we gonna are. Be, yeah, Thorson. Uh, but I I was I was going to say I, I don't think the team looks at it this way, but I'm going to look at it this way. So Carson Wentz is your starter week one, and if something goes if if something happens with Carson, then you're putting in your backup in week one. And it's that guy – like no matter if it's Thorson or Cody Kessler, that guy's not winning in Atlanta on the road in week two, you know? Um, and maybe in that case you're trying to figure out a way to get Nate Sunfeld to play with a soft cast or something mm. like that. Uh, so, yeah, so I I think you try to get by with the quarterback who has more potential, and that's and, and that's Clayton Thorson. And it's, it's odd because we spent a week saying Cody Kessler is the presumptive number two quarterback for this team. But he had to stay healthy. He had to stay upright. And this opened an opportunity for Thorson. And I, I don't want to say Thorson has seized it, but certainly he's put himself in position. I know. The bar is extremely low here. Extremely low. Now, if, if Thorson reverts to, like, week one Thorson <laughs> yeah. next week against Baltimore, That's true. the conversation is totally different. Then the conversation is like, all right, who can they sign? For Now, if anyone who, who, who was just looking at the stats and didn't watch the game and uh, – Bless you, because that was the right decision. Uh, the, Don't the, say that. the interception that Thorson threw was not really an interception, for all intents and purposes. He threw it into DeAndre Tompkins' hands on a screen, yeah. and it was like driving rain. And DeAndre Tompkins is is not wearing gloves, and he just dropped it into the hands of a, a Jaguars defender. Yes, correct. Um, it, what do you think I do in this situation? Uh, we fly out early tomorrow morning for a wedding. What if, uh, you know, we land, we land in Detroit at about ten thirty in the morning. What if, as we land, I get a call from Howie Roseman, and he says, "Listen, we need a camp arm. 
we've heard about you as the uh, winningest quarterback of all time in bubble ball, bubble ball history. Let's get you on a plane back to Philadelphia. What do I do? You get on a plane back to Philadelphia. You think so? Absolutely. What about what about my responsibilities to the to the wedding? You're not in the wedding, no, right? No, but okay. they've paid for my they've paid for my uh, sure my meal okay. my my presence. Sure, sure. Well, so, well I, I presume you're getting some kind of uh, salary or, or or bonus with the Eagles. I guess so that's you, true. I can I can you just, can pay for your plate. I can pay yeah. that over. Yeah. Yeah, you pay for it. No, I mean in this <laughs> hypothetical, I would take. The you think I got to take it? Just good, just be, just because it would make it for a good story on the athletic, right? Absolutely. That's that's like the George Plimpton story that's that everyone wants to write. That's yeah. the Tom Verducci story when he was in spring training with the Blue Jays that everyone wants to write. Like if I, I would love if, if they're like be Darren Sproles for a day, you know, that would be great. If I was if I were the Eagles quarterback for the entire season. Obviously, the team would go 0 and 16, but would I throw a touchdown pass? Would you throw a touchdown pass? Um, now let's this in this hypothetical. Obviously, I'm going to get injured a lot. So let's say that uh, <laughs> I play. I, I start every game healthy enough to play, but I can get knocked out whenever I would get knocked out of the game. But I I then magically heal and am able to play the next week. <laughs> uh, sure. No, I, I'm I'm laughing because in my mind I'm, I'm thinking like you know. You board a flight, you, you leave your family, you come down to Jacksonville, you focus on the game, you work really hard on, 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 on this game, you're trying to think of your angle, and your post-game analysis is, is whether Bo Wolf can go in and throw a touchdown pass. It's the preseason. <laughs> in preseason. I think uh, that I would. I think that I would be able to throw a touchdown pass. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I would hope so. I, I, I mean, if, if you have one of those Boston Scott, Denal Pumphrey drives where you go down to the one-yard line, and then... You do a play action to Boston Scott, roll yeah. out, and you have Alex Ellis. You know, well, you uh, think those are my guys in the regular season? Oh, all right, we're in the regular season. Okay, so so you so you have Miles Sanders yeah, and, and yeah, the and game's coward. Yeah, they're they're running the ball down for you, and and then you're just you're throwing it up to Ertz, basically. Right, I think I could get one. Zach Ertz has, has you know, as I actually, I actually about has 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 leverage, knows how to get open. I actually think that it would not come in the red zone. I think that it would come on like the the thirty yard line, and that's when the play action would come, and I could, and I would throw it deep to uh, to a Deshaun or somebody like that. You're putting it up thirty yards, yeah. on the spot to Deshaun. Yeah, okay. that's no problem. Okay, all right, you're on a play action, setting your feet. Yeah, presence in the pocket. Oh, okay. all day long. I okay. think I'm throwing multiple touchdown passes. <laughs> I mean, we're going 0 and 16, but I think I think uh, you know, in between uh, broken backs, I'm throwing some tu- I'm throwing some tutties. All right, there you go. I'll take it. Okay, I will argue this, Zach, that uh, despite all the injuries at the quarterback position, the single most important play of the game for the Eagles from a regular season standpoint was the touchdown pass to Greg Ward not because of the touchdown pass, but because of the blitz pickup by Miles Sanders. Well, that's a good – that's a very good point. And, and Miles Sanders had a 16-yard run. Miles Sanders had a good night tonight. He showed some really juice. Yep. Uh, and it was interesting. I'll ask you this. Do you make anything out of the fact that he started and Jordan Howard came in after him? I do. I make out of that that he is a better player than Jordan Howard. And they're already doing this. And Jordan Howard, four carries for 15 yards. Miles Sanders, five carries for 31 yards. Mm-hmm. Good yeah, I think that I think that uh, that about tells you the talent disparity. 
No, I mean, I, I, I thought Jordan Howard had a, had a good, tough run tonight. He did have a good, it tough just, run, but... It just struck me, you know, because the Eagles were on the opposite sideline from where we were sitting, and when Sanders um, lined up with, with the first team, you know, I, I was saying, is, is Jordan Howard dressed tonight? And then he, he came in um, later, and uh, I said, oh, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. Now, I, I, still think, I still think Jordan Howard, based on, you know, status, I suppose, is, is going to be the first running back in the game. The, in the nominal game. running back, the, the nominal starter. I think, yeah. I think that the reason that Sanders started was probably because they wanted to get him more work tonight. That's really what I think the I answer was. And uh, he, he came through. It was a good night. It was a good night for Miles Sanders. It was, and and that I mean, Doug praised him for his blitz pickup in the first game. Another one tonight. I think uh, the more he can do, I mean, I, I, it seems to me like he's already making a case as the as the third down running back. I agree with you there, absolutely. Um, and not even the third down running back, just a guy who who can be trusted in passing situations. Yes. Um, yeah. Elsewhere on offense. Uh, let's talk about the fifth wide receiver race where Mark and Michelle had the big play in week one and had, uh, I, I believe just one catch tonight, but he, he showed a little juice on a, on a screen, uh, or not a screen, but, a, I guess it was a screen, uh, just a 12 yard reception, but, but showed uh, some juice in the legs. Greg Ward makes the big touchdown catch, a 38 yard touchdown. Those two guys have been, have been pushing Mac Hollins throughout camp and Mac Hollins finally played tonight. Only had one catch for five yards, but he played on special teams and made two nice plays as a gunner. And, uh, I, you know, I have been of the opinion that Matt Collins is uh, fighting for his roster life. But when it comes down to it, the role of that fifth wide receiver is going to be to play special teams. And as long as Matt Collins, you know, doesn't come up lame with another injury over the next couple of weeks, I, I, I believe that he will get that spot. I agree, do but disagree? I do think there's a chance they could keep six. I think there's a chance. The numbers are tight, though. I'm, I'm, we're we're put, putting our 53s out uh, again soon, and I was going through the numbers. There's just not a lot of spots. And, like, I like Greg Ward, and I like Mark and Michelle, but is, are those guys worth, like, the luxury of one of the last few spots? Are, are either of them ever going to be a real part of the offense? No, now it, it it depends also on special teams utility, and it depends on injuries at at other spots. I think they're going to go deeper on the defensive line. Um, you know, I, I think like they're going to keep six defensive ends. Um, so, yeah. Now I haven't done my fifty three yet. I still need to write my story tonight, and <laughs> and and then I'll do my fifty three. Uh, but no, I I could I could certainly. You know, it also depends how many tight ends you keep. I don't know why, like, Richard Rodgers is, is this, like, shoo-in to keep. No, I, I have him off right now. Okay, interesting. Not to give it away, but... Okay, I mean, he so can't, you're going he, per. He, yeah. he, he can't make the club in the tub, dude. <laughs> he did it last year. I know. You know? I know. Um, you know, he's like... It's like it's it's like the myth of Richard Rodgers. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, if you had seen him during the softball game... Were you there? You were there. Of course I was there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'd keep him, too, just for that. That was, I mean, more, that. more power than Bryce Harper showed tonight. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to see that highlight when I finish writing. The Bryce Harper. It's all over Twitter. Oh, it was an upper deck shot. Is that what it, it was? It was, yes. Just check your Twitter. I, I, I want to see that. Um, and then I guess the last thing on offense is, uh, you know, you mentioned that drive at the end of the game. First of all, Boston Scott, my guy, 
proving me right, showing the juice uh, on that big drive at the end of the game. But the funniest moment of the night was after they convert that touchdown for anybody who, who uh, committed enough to watching this game in the fourth quarter. Uh, they have the, they have this long touchdown drive of just runs, and uh, when it's over, they show Nate Herbig, who has been playing center since about the second quarter. You know, the guy who has never played center before, making a push for definitely the practice squad, if not maybe like threatening Stefan Wisniewski's uh, job on the roster. And he was so exhausted; he had taken <laughs> his helmet off, and he was just like. Breathing for dear life. It was really, really very funny. <laughs> I, I, I guess you I must can't have wait to go it. back. And oh, watch. because you would have had the Jaguars uh, uh, TV shots. I didn't yes. think about that. Also, I, I wasn't watching the replay. Oh, it was really good. I was watching the game in front of me. You got to you got to you got to yeah. find a clip of this. It's so funny. All right, I uh, will. It's fantastic. My other favorite part of the broadcast was before the, the Doug Peterson threw the challenge flag tonight on a pass intended for Carlton Agadosi in the end zone that was called incomplete, and he threw the challenge uh, hoping for pass interference. It was indeed called pass interference correctly, although, I mean, the NFL is going to be just terrible to watch this year. I think this is one of the dumbest rules that uh, they've ever come up with. Uh, well, the Eagles staff was, was very proud of that call. Oh, were and they? rightfully so. Yeah, and, and rightfully so. Yeah, it was the right – I mean, the, by the rules, they did the right thing. And, and it that, got them a touchdown. And it got them a touchdown. But right before that snap, uh, Ross Tucker circles Carlton Agadosi at the bottom of the screen and says, Agadosi's manned up here, you know, at the bottom, like, like, like this was Randy Moss in his prime. <laughs> like, watch out for Carlton Ag- And then they threw him the ball. But I, I, thought, that, I thought that was That's very funny. Like, it was very good Credit broadcasting. But I, was, I was chuckling. As, you know, oh, here's, let's circle Carlton Agadosi. He's manned up here at the bottom of the screen. Like... We are, we are sick, all of us. He was good. His voice was good. Good, good. And he gave you the shout-out, so that's, uh, that's all, you need to, all you need to know. I enjoy his work. Do you, what do you think about this pass interference thing? It's awful. I don't think it's awful. It's terrible. I mean, no, I, I, I think it's going to be difficult to enforce because it's so subjective. Uh, well, yeah, but and it's awful, so that makes it awful. I, it's I, like, I what, don't what, think it's awful. What do though, you think the solution to the NFL is more stoppages? I, I th- I'm in favor of anything you can to get it right. Mm, like, no. they play 16 games a year. What's the rush? Okay? <laughs> like, like, why are we trying uh, to shorten games so much? They play 16 games a year. Uh, we're we're going to have to argue this all year long, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So now, and, and you can't challenge every single call. You know, you only have... You know, two uh, two challenge flags. Why are we Why are we rewarding Sean Payton's whinging? Well, we're not rewarding Sean Payton's whinging. What we're saying is, if we have the technology, let's use it. Like that's that was Jeffrey Lurie's argument, and I'm in favor. Yeah, it's so I, I subjective to begin Lurie. with. But if you have the technology, like use the technology. That's like saying no. That's uh, like saying we're well, just because we built the atom bomb, we should drop it. <laughs> that's that's false equivalency there. Okay. If we that, have the technology, we should use it. <laughs> My point is, if we can make the game, if we can make calls better, okay, then and and and, and you're able to do it in a controlled way. What they should you know, you, what they should focus on instead is having a uh, a GPS laser on the tip of the football so they can spot the ball uh, better. 
Let's do that. Well, let's fix yeah, that well, I, first. I, I agree with that. I think when you talk about antiquated things in the NFL, the fact that there's nothing, there's nothing funnier than, than guys just randomly. No, no. The funniest is the punt out of bounds. <laughs> the random, the random spotting of a ball on a punt way <laughs> yeah, out of bounds. Yeah, like of the guy's just running up <laughs> and he's just I, I, guessing. I he's like, uh, here. I, I love measurements. Like to me, there's there's nothing funnier than you it have this, very this multi-billion-dollar industry. <laughs> right. You have you have games where where millions and millions of dollars are on the line. Okay, players' lives, gamblers' lives, television advertising. You go on down the list, and you have two guys so run funny. out. They approximate where they were. Okay, standing, yeah. and they it's, run out. It's complete guesswork. Game. Yeah, he's in. It, it's it, it could be like a matter of inches. Right. Like if, if you didn't run out the right way, <laughs> it's you so know, dumb. It could change everything. Yeah. So I'm I'm with you on the GPS tracking. It's also like every year it seems like Bill Belichick proposes this idea of having, you know, like the video cameras on the uh, you know the goal on line. the goal line. Right. Yeah. It's it's like if you have technology, like what they have in FIFA. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. The defense. Deshaun yes. Hall, oh baby, what a game! The guy is. is I, we we texted briefly about this, but you know Deshaun Hall on the Chris McCoy scale. Where do you rank him? <laughs> well, no one compares to Chris McCoy for mm, me. I think he's. But I no, think he's I, an eleven on the Chris McCoy scale. I, I think he's I give better. Deshaun Hall credit, man. He he he's playing. He's played his way onto the roster. In my opinion, he's played his way into the number four defensive end spot. Oh in wow, you are giving up on Daniel Daniel Hunter that quickly? <laughs> I'm not giving up on Daniel Hunter. You've got Daniel Hunter, Sweat. and he's not even going to be the fourth defensive end? <laughs> he's, I mean, you've you got to go with your eyes. And I, I, I can change that if I see more from Sweat. But, I mean, the results, the results. Deshaun Hall, he, he's done it in camp. He's done it in games. I give him credit. By the way, I love the fact that you said we're going to do this quick podcast tonight, and we're already on, like, the 35th minute. <laughs> Well, that's it. Time flies when you're having fun. Yes, there you go. Okay. Well, we can we can speed things up. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I thought Deshaun Hall was very good again. Um, I will say that the I looked up the right tackle for the Jaguars because he looked to me like one of the worst players I've ever seen in my life. He's a four. This is his fourth year in the league. Leonard Wester. Hmm. I couldn't believe it. He was getting. He was. He was getting. You know, turnstiled. It was unbelievable. Like Josh Sweat did nothing all night, and then he moved over to the left side, and he was killing. He was killing this guy. Uh, and then this was the first time, like all summer, that we have seen anything positive from Sharif Miller, and he looks good. Um, yes, he did. My, uh, it's it is it's hard to say how much we should take into that because you know even even the defensive tackles. I mean, Aziz Shitu came in and was blowing things up. Eli Harold was screaming around the edge. I think that the truth is that this. The you know the Jaguars offensive line the depth guys are just a, very very bad. Yeah, I think it's it's fair to say spots sixty to ninety are better on the Eagles than the Jaguars. <laughs> I think that's probably right, uh, but I do think I, I agree with you. I think Deshaun Hall has played his way onto the roster, and also keep in mind he uh, came out of the first game uh, with an injury that that caused him to miss a couple of days of practice. So he was banged up and he was yep uh, playing and he was back. Very well. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins played for some odd reason. Uh, as we said, he asked to play and was like just flying around, which would have made me a little bit nervous as an Eagles fan. And Brandon Graham was just killing guys in his in his few reps. Uh, I thought Sidney Jones made a nice open field tackle, although he was beat a couple times deep. It looked like to me, but but uh, the the TV copy is not as good on that. So so what did you see with uh, the corners? 
need to go back and, and look at that closely. Um, don't have a, a strong Sidney Jones take right now. That's fine. Uh, I thought it was interesting that when the first team defense was in base, it was LJ Fort at middle linebacker mm-hmm. and Nate Gary and Zach Brown on either side. Yeah, that's what it's been in practice, though, and yeah. and I think it's going to be Nigel Bradham. I think because they're preparing, I think those two are going to flank Nigel Bradham. That's a good um, point. And, and they're going to have Nigel in the middle when he's back. So I, so that's 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 my read on that. And L.J. Ford played a lot tonight. Uh, I thought T.J. Edwards looked looked okay. Was Trey Sullivan hurt? I saw him in the locker room. So because I didn't see him on the field at all. I saw a lot of DeAndre Hall. We DeAndre saw a Hall lot of well DeAndre tonight. Hall. Yeah, DeAndre Hall did not play well. Uh, he well, closed. He, he missed the tackle yeah, at, at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he 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 did a good job closing on one play, but it seemed like he wasn't where he was supposed to be. I don't know that for a fact though. Uh, let me see if I have any other uh, notes to get to. Uh, so you were not as impressed with Magoo as I was. I was. I mean, I'll, he 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 made some nice runs. I think Alex should field. be on the phone. I, I think he. I think Alex Magoo should be flying back to Philadelphia with the Eagles. <laughs> you think he's an upgrade over Clayton Thorson? Well, he's, well, I mean, they need a camp arm. Bring the guy in. I mean, he was a seventh round pick. Uh, yeah, of the Seahawks. A year ago. Of the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks. He was the first quarterback the Seahawks have taken since uh, Russell Wilson. And I didn't even keep him for a year. They didn't. I, well, yeah. no, I believe he was on their. He was on their practice squad. Give him, uh, you know. Give him uh, Bruce Hector. <laughs> don't they need an offensive lineman yeah you're right yeah that's true give yeah, him give him, uh, give, him give him fabiano no way <laughs> opetta was a beast on that drive my friend you can't trade sua watch that watch that drive again oh oh opetta was mauling guys i look forward to going back and watch it i have a yeah. i mean i'm, I'm if I, that... I, I how long i we we said before that i signed up for the uh I'm officially a member of the uh, Pro Football Writers Association. How long until I can get my Pro Bowl votes in for Opeta? <laughs> well, first off, the Pro, Football, the Pro Football Writers Association does not vote for the Pro Bowl. Okay. I don't well, believe yeah. you're, the, you're the chapter president, so lay down the law. <laughs> um, they, they do vote for, like, the PFWA, like, all-pro team. And, okay, Opeta. I don't think that's... That's not considered like the official one. It's it's the well, AP's one that's official. Well, so then, I, so then my con- like- actually that that's good because then my conscience is clear if I just put in Opeta. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, the, yeah. it's like the results of the NFL Top 100. Like you're just voting for your you're voting for your buddies <laughs> in the locker room. Friends, like yeah. that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, okay. What what about just general uh, general vibe and scenes that that we may have missed from you being there? What was the locker room like? Uh well. It was it was raining pretty hard at the end, I believe. Players were you know soaked when they were coming in, or, or well, I, I I shouldn't say that because uh, staffers were soaked from from some that I saw. Um, what was the vibe? Uh, the starters got out quickly. Uh, spoke yeah. for uh, for uh, those who who may not know, preseason locker rooms are notoriously yeah. uh, ghost towns. Just uh, because spoke the- to Dillard. Spoke to Dillard, obviously spoke to Clayton Thorson, spoke to Deshaun Hall, spoke to Brandon Graham about Deshaun Hall, uh, spoke to Sharif Miller. Oh, um, a little Deshaun to, Hall diddy, huh? Maybe a day what, after? Uh, yeah, I'm working up um, you know, some some notes of some things that I had and some things from tonight. and uh, just I just want to get some things out there that have been in the notebook that, that might not turn into big stories. Maybe you should interview DeAndre Hall and pretend that you think that he is – Deshaun Hall. I couldn't do that in good conscience. 
That would be like someone interviewing Zach Brown and thinking they're Zach Berman. Oh. You think people ever confuse that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that. Zach Brown made a good play tonight, by the way. He did. He Stuffed did. He, 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 he yeah, got he, way into the backfield. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. He, he, that was the best play ZB made tonight. I don't know. Well, let's, let's see what you come up with tonight. Let's, let's, let's see what, let's kind see of what I come made. up with. Yeah. I, I have uh, I have a 545 playing back, like a 550 a.m. Oh play back. So. Why did you do that? There's not even a day <laughs> after with Dunkton tomorrow. Uh, I always like getting the first flight out, number one. And, and but it's a night you game, never know. Zach, you poor guy. What are you thinking? <laughs> because, all right, I took the first flight out of Green Bay after a night game. Two years, well, it was the game we got wrong, the 2017 game. Right. Uh, the first game, 2017. And as it turned out, they, they traded Jordan Matthews. Once my plane landed, they had an impromptu press conference. And there, there, the beat guys weren't really there. But but guess who was there? Oh man! So uh, always be prepared. And what right? came? And what came from that press conference? What came from that press conference? Uh, some ha- we had Hallie Roseman on on Ronald Darby. We had we had Hallie Roseman talking about Jordan Matthews. Yeah, I mean that I was. You know, okay. That's that's part of the job. There's there's no substitute for being there. You do you do not have to be on the five forty five. Did you book Southwest? Can you move it? Oh no, I, I did not book Southwest. Uh, uh, yeah, plus this is this is oh, lunacy. I should have said what I I the true reason. I want to get home to see my children. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's that. I should have led with. We that. all know that that's true. <laughs> yes, I, I I want to get home to see my wife and my children. Okay, but yeah, don't, uh, don't forget about no, your wife. So, do you mind do do you mind telling uh, letting listeners in on what you heard from your father in law today? Sure. My father-in-law, who is an amazing man, uh, has has listened to this podcast and said he's he's learned more about me this past week than he <laughs> than he's known before. And I I've I've known him, you know, for I, I believe six years now, five six years. So That's, that makes me so happy. <laughs> so all the credit to you. You're like you know I I was uh, I was reading Howard Stern's book on the flight down. Um, I'm, I am so glad that you were not reading a football book. Well, I was reading Howard Stern's book because it came recommended based on his interviewing style. Okay. Um, he is a and, very good interviewer. Yeah, and I, I admit I, I, I haven't listened to Howard Stern before. I've seen the movie Private Parts, but haven't, haven't um, listened to Howard Stern before. But someone said, like, this will really help you as, as an interviewer, and, you know, reading these transcripts. And, uh, and it's accurate. He, he really asks Great question. So I I was reading it to try to get better at the job, but it, it's educational as well. Okay, I give you a little bit less. I'm a little bit less happy, but I'm I'm still glad that you branched a little bit out. That's but cool. my my uh, my knowledge of of um of like public or you know of like celebrities. Right, he's now. got an interview with uh, Lil Nas X, and you've got no idea. I no, <laughs> I I can tell you like. Like details about Lady Gaga that oh. <laughs> I had, like I know so much about all these people that I knew nothing about before the flight. That's good. Are you retaining yeah, that information? Late, so I had a chance to read. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I look going through my notes here. Um, I was excited. I did not know that the Jaguars had my favorite running back uh, from uh, press box announcements. Alfred Blue, the ball carrier. Uh, okay, uh, because like the pun. What's that? 
Is it? Do you like it because of the pun? Well, well no, it's because it's be, it's because the one time the Eagles were playing the Texans in the press box, the press box announcer just kept every time he got the ball, he would just say Alfred blew the ball carrier. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, which is like, whew. <laughs> that, that has got to be a penalty. Joke, There's got to be a flag. I don't understand the joke. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess that's about it. I'd like to let you write since you have this insanely early uh, start. You know, I'm trying to think what else. Um, how were you, how yeah. was your day in Jacksonville? Uh, it, it was – I was just waiting for the game to be honest with you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I uh, did a lot of transcribing this morning. Because, um, God bless and then, you. And, and then uh, I had I had two phone calls, and what I I wanted to 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 go for like a late late lunch because uh, I I didn't want to eat press box food, and good for you, good for so you. I I was planning to eat, eat lunch at like two thirty, okay? Okay. And I look out the window of my hotel room, and it starts pouring. Uh, um, <laughs> you can order some room service. Uh no 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 I I had. You know, I'm 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 real big on like finding different spots in different cities. Okay. And so I I had a place I wanted to go for dinner last night and lunch today, and uh, and so I I said you know what I'm not gonna let the rain stop me. And Good on you. So I I got an umbrella from the front desk. I I used an umbrella nice. and the umbrella was no match for this, <laughs> this floor. <laughs> the umbrella was the Leonard Wester of umbrellas. Yeah, so so my my sneakers got absolutely soaked, like like beyond soaked. So my my hope is that when I get back to the hotel room at let's say two thirty tonight, um, <laughs> the uh, the shoes have dried off by then. Otherwise, I'm gonna be showing up to this flight with like dress shoes on. I'm, I'm gonna be the only guy in <laughs> Jacksonville who shows up to the flight with like jeans. Dress shoes and then a T-shirt. You That's know? very funny. Yeah. So so we'll we'll see how how, how this turns out tomorrow morning. Well, uh, you lived your life well. That's good. How were how were the two places that you you seeked out? Well, so my plane was delayed. There was a ground stop last night, and so my plane was delayed last night in Jacksonville, downtown Jacksonville. Look, it's 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 not it's not a bustling downtown. Mm. All right, and so Too places ball? are closed. The, the Place I, I wanted to go to was was closed at nine thirty. Nine thirty? Yeah, and I, I didn't get that the, is my so plane weak. Was, my plane was supposed to land at six forty five. Instead, it landed at at nine thirty, nine forty five. So I got to the hotel at like ten fifteen or so, ten ten fifteen, and ate at the hotel bar. Uh, and and so I only got to go to one of the places on my list. And and the place I, I went was it was a good spot. Okay. It was a good spot. It was. It was. Uh, I had Korean fried chicken. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was good. That sounds very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I do now. I feel guilty. So I. I, I no, don't you feel go. guilty at all. I am. I am pumped. I'm. I'm, I'm energized. And frankly, if the preseason is to pre- is to prepare you for the that's, regular season, that's correct. The next flight we have is Atlanta week two. That is a primetime game. There you and go. And so we'll be doing a late night pod. You're right. You're right. And my flight is an early morning flight so I can get back for Doug Peterson's press conference. Well, that one, I mean, that the, I, I don't begrudge you for that one. You have to get back for the, the I mean, you don't have to get back for it. Yeah. But I know that but, in, in your mind, you have to get back for it. Yeah. And so then, and then the next flight would go on there after. 
Green is Bay. Green Bay. That's going to be awful. Night. Oof. Yes, and I got to figure out um, how to get back for that one. Um, but uh, I haven't booked either. Yeah. So, so uh, my my point is is, is that this is just well. That's that's a good point. That's a fair. Uh, I'll give you that. It's as uh, as as they said when Doug threw that challenge flag. It's uh, it's preseason for the coaches too. You got to get your reps in. Well said. All right, Mr. Berman. We will be back uh, with Birds with Friends on Monday, following the first of the joint practices between the Eagles and the Ravens. They'll have two joint practices on Monday and Tuesday before the third preseason game on Thursday. And they are back on Sunday, and we are allowed to watch practice on Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah, so we have a little bonus practice. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Okay, well, what time is it? Uh, it's in the afternoon. I guess I, I should Doug talk. Yeah. Check I, I think it's like a 2 o'clock practice or schedule. so, one thirty practice. Yeah. You know, you have really, like, uh, you know, Sheil, the, the uh, disparity between you and Sheil in terms of uh, your level of care about specific – uh, media events is is really throwing me for a bit of a tizzy. I have to I have to adjust my entire like I you know now I'm I feel like I'm just being left in the dust. No, not at all. I'm here to help. Okay, you are. Well, chapter president. <laughs> there you go. But she became a national reporter. Hail to so the whatever he's doing worked out well. I guess that's right. Uh, all right. Have a great uh, time. Have a great time at the wedding. Thank you very much. Uh, that's all I got. I was gonna I was gonna do a little uh, something like uh, there is a Kessler in the clouds, Les Mis riff on Kessler <laughs> having a concussion. But now now you've heard it. You've heard the joke. So there you go. All right, uh, for Zach and Sheil, I'm Bo, and as always, we love you.